Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Blood, Sweat, and Fears podcast, a Halloween special. I realize having a Halloween special on a horror film podcast is a bit much, but fuck it. Let's have some fun. I'm once again joined by Alan J. How are you doing, brother? I'm doing great, Dean. Great to be here. Uh, I listened to your Straight White Whale podcast with Darren Connell. Mm-hmm. It was really good to learn more about you, Darren, and of course, Paul. And as I was having a chug this morning, <laughs> I was perusing the Asian section on Pornhub, and I realized that me and Paul have a lot in common. We both prefer the Japanese ring. <laughs> that was that was actually uh, quite wholesome. I expected that to end. <laughs> Fucking phrasing, Dean. <laughs> yeah, and welcome back. He's back from the dead, Kyle Samuel. Hello, hey. I'm back. Yeah, well, we we like did Jesus. we did say dress in Halloween costumes, and what have you come as? Uh, a f- depressed French boy. <laughs> And uh, because we are talking, because we are talking about one of the uh, greatest uh, zombie films of the past uh, twenty or so years, we had to make this a double guester, and he's been wanting to come on the podcast for a while. Very good friend, great comedian, runs some great comedy nights in Dundee. Charlie Wallace, everybody! Yeah, bit of backhanded compliments. Some great nights in Dundee, <laughs> and then another one in Benarotti. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I forgot about the Ben Arati one, thank, actually. Thank you for, for having me here. I did. I've wanted to be on for a long time, and it wasn't until I used the threat of violence I'm finally on. And it's, um, <laughs> no, it's lovely to be here. I, I, I will always watch these things thinking, oh, how do you afford this amazing studio? But I can confirm that like, it is, in fact, green screen. And, um, <laughs> um, but to be honest, like, you use green screen. Oh, it's called the green room, after all. So. What, what, should we have us on a waterfall or have us in, in a jungle? What's this? I, I actually, yeah. I've never actually. That's just uh, people touching tips with a cigarette, isn't it? I'll change it. It's, it's pretty cool. No, it's, like, it's like is that mate, a storm coming like cigarette? that mad painting of God and Adam? Yeah, <laughs> all of that mad painting. Am I, looking, am I looking in the right place? Is that where the thing? Yeah, is that yeah, talking yeah. About? It's like being the weatherman, isn't it? Like, now, where is East Anglia? <laughs> now, Dean, what you've done is you've gotten mixed up with. Uh, that painting and uh, Touching Tips, which was the show by Coben and Pete Carson. Oh, yeah, friends of the show. I, I wish I could have made it along to that. Sadly, uh, Wizard of Oz got in the way. It was also a movie. Wait, he was he me. fucking blocking the road? <laughs> <laughs> I behind the curtain and everything, man. <laughs> you shall not pass. Uh, and speaking That's of. Famous line, right? No, that was a different wizard. Oh. <laughs> Dumbledore. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of paintings, we actually uh, we have it on the podcast now. A couple of episodes back, a uh, friend of the show, Mikey Motion, gave us a beautiful portrait of a sandworm. It's right behind Alan. It's uh, just hanging out there. It looks class. It's been in my gaff for You're the past the way, uh, month. What? You're in the way. Oh. oh the other way. Yeah. Oh, there we go. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's not green screen's not easy, is it? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> just as well, we've all got red on us then. It kind of looks like. <laughs> Like if someone put sock puppet and cannibalism into an AI. Did you just mouth to me? Did you just sum up all of Tim Burton's creative ideas with that? No, just that picture. But fair enough. Yeah, probably extend it. (laughs) And uh, I can finally say this on the podcast now. You might have seen me on the BBC New Comedy Awards semi-final heat. when this goes out, it's about a week before the final, and I am probably stressed out of my nuts, so uh, wish me luck. Huh? Yay! <laughs> yes, best of luck, Dean. You Thank don't you. need luck, Dean. You've got bribes. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let's just, just get on to what we're uh, talking about. Uh, Shaun of the Dead. It's uh, I fucking love this movie. This is going to be... Uh, 
really hard to dissect and make fun of like we do most of the time. It's, of course, directed by Edgar Wright, one of the greatest filmmakers of the 21st century, my favorite director. And I've been looking for an um, excuse to do this on the pod for uh, ages. So uh, what's your guys' um, sort of first experiences with Shaun of the Dead? It's good. <laughs> <laughs> Professional. Um... <laughs> I was the first like film I ever become became quite nerdy about. Like, so I watched all the DVD extras and uh, mm-hmm. which I've, I've I've now forgotten. So that's great for this, isn't it? Um, <laughs> I, yeah, it was, it's just uh, it's one of those films that's got a shitload of references in, but it's still funny even if you don't get mm-hmm. the references. Yeah. It's like a time capsule of the two thousands, isn't it? Like the swimming pool. Yes, and Motherwell. <laughs> Time capsule. Uh, took you fucking ages, Alan. Yeah, man, I got some vintage Verrucas from that motherfucker. Yeah, I get banned from the time capsule. Why? Why? I, I really don't want to reveal why. why? I don't know why. If I don't say it, it will seem worse. Uh, me Great talking and, point. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately, I've taken it off the rails. Uh, Did you, like, pull your shorts down and put your butt over that thing where the water comes out? No. Uh, you but, just get a bidet instead of that, Alan. Like, yeah. Nah, I'd rather Guys, I'm trying, is that how it started for you? I'm trying to open my heart here. Oh, I don't right, want here, to you can, your heart. Oh, you can use this. <laughs> <laughs> be nice. Uh, be nice. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, nah, like a uh, good band because uh, me and my girlfriend got caught having sex in the changing rooms. Is that it? That's uh, yeah. When there was a perfectly good jacuzzi right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's wrong with you? How did you get caught? Uh, people heard. <laughs> oh. What, the rumour or the sounds of you? Yeah. <laughs> it won't spread. <laughs> yeah. What? So, like, did the cat, did they, like, open the door or did they chap? Like, did you forget Oh, yeah. It? I think when both of us went out at the same time, they were like, huh. You could have just There's... said you were, like, help my tire shoelaces. I, and she really enjoyed it at the end. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I could not. She didn't enjoy it. To be it. fair, I was really happy when I finally learned how to tie my shoelaces, so I would buy that. Well, like, last week? No, I, I actually, like, no word of a lie, I didn't know how to tie shoes until I was about 17. Oh, I didn't learn until I was 18. Ah, nice one. Great. I don't feel as infantilized right now, then. Okay, great. I didn't even master Velcro till I was 12. <laughs> <laughs> Any anything, any life skills that you learned pretty late? No. Okay. What about how to, how to survive a zombie apocalypse? I'm assuming yeah, you've all got it back ideas. To the theme. Yeah. <laughs> Carl having sex in the swimming pool. No, I mean, no, that would be not a bad in the way. swimming pool in the changing room. Well, that's you've broken oh, one of the yeah. first rules of surviving in a horror film. There, you've had sex. Oh no! Oh no! And a swimming pool is like a perfect place for zombies to come in and just like kill you. I can imagine. I the- zombies love the flumes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like i could imagine that actually as a scene like the you just go into the swimming pool a bunch of horde of zombies go in and then it just all turns red like something in jaws or whatever that would be really cool yes yeah it would be a good setting might don't just... you agree alan <laughs> sure i mean if it all turned red it might have just been that she was having a bad time of the month oh jesus <laughs> Okay. Uh, so my first experience with the film is I watched it when it was maybe about 14 and I thought, this is really good. Ah! I was afraid that would happen. <laughs> I don't see anything noisy as green. Nah, <laughs> we'll sort that out later. <laughs> that sandworm is fucking dressed like that. <laughs> Do you want me to react and I'll put it in in post? <laughs> like, ah! Something fell down! I am unsettled. 
Uh, it was just <laughs> <laughs> so Kyle your first experience with you just the... <laughs> edit that back it'll be fine uh, yeah yeah I watched it I watched it when I was like 14 or something I didn't get a lot of the references uh, like I didn't get the, the Dawn of the Dead references and stuff like obviously like with uh, we're coming to get you Barbara mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff but I kind of get what how they got around that because if you think about it, the film is like the first half is setting up callbacks for the second half mm-hmm. like the second half references the first half of the movie mm-hmm. i can't remember one did they write this backwards did they say okay we'll show down in a pub mm-hmm. it was like oh they're gonna say this this and this oh we need they need to have said that before otherwise mm-hmm. it's not a good movie uh well, well edgar wright is very good at what he does like uh you know coming straight off of space i think this was his first uh like feature film debut he might have done some shorts before it. i don't know but like uh I know George Romero considers this his favorite zombie film and from the guy who did like Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead and basically made zombies what they are now. That is fucking high praise. Like, uh, good on you, Edgar. You're welcome on this podcast anytime, buddy. Friend of the show, Edgar Wright. <laughs> I mean, if Edgar Wright came on this podcast... I like how you podcast, first named him as well. <laughs> first name basis with Edgar Wright. It's just Edgar. If Edgar Wright came on this podcast, mate, that would make all of my dreams come true. Aww. Like I was one of those kids that uh, saw Scott Pilgrim versus the world when I was 14 and it became my entire personality for like a year. Mm-hmm. Were you Scott Pilgrim or were you the world? Which uh, I was definitely a bit of a Scott Pilgrim. Have you Pilgrim. ever seen the, the sequel to that? It's Scott Pilgrim versus Nazi Germany? Fucks. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very different tone. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just picturing all the evil exes as Nazis now. Like, yeah, yeah I think. It, and how many, how many evil Nazis does he have to defeat? Nine. <laughs> <laughs> well, not enough because the film rape ends with him losing, and uh, I think that's why it's not as popular because it sort of ends with like a Nazi. Yeah, taking over. Yeah, which is kind of dark. Yeah, yeah, that would have put a damper on the film. I, mean, I thought it would have been quite camp. <laughs> fuck's sake I, I just got that fuck. Oh, fuck. right let's concentrate <laughs> Alan is part of the green screen um, sorry the virus hackers hackers oh curse you hackers no. <laughs> so um, we'll just get on to this uh, so I imagine everyone's had this conversation about how they would survive a zombie apocalypse uh, so what kind of weapons do you reckon would be the most useful I mean this oh would be God. fucking terrible like it's just a prop to be honest I I said this is going to be a Halloween episode and we had to bring costumes I couldn't find any so I just brought a ghost face knife mm-hmm. it probably would not be very useful against zombies I mean stabbing a zombie is stupid anyway like they're, oh, they're long range kind of monsters are we talking about any kind of weapon or weapon we could actually realistically get hold of you can interpret the question however okay, you like. Any Charlie. kind of quest, any kind of weapon, lightsaber, fucking a lightsaber against yeah, zombies would be fucking. That would amazing. fit right in an Edgar Wright film, to be honest. But what I can get, I always thought that a kitchen knife duct taped to the end of a broom handle. Yeah, that would be quite cool because yeah. it's like Michael, you can be Michael Myers sweeping the floors. Because you want to be able to get people. it right, but you want to stay. Also, don't want to get too close. If you've got like a, if you do the knife by itself, you kind of get, you don't want your wrist or your neck getting too close. Right. So, you, was I supposed to say something funny? Or no. That's like, oh, actually a good idea. Oh, that's not funny. Well, Dean, I think I would probably use a hammer. Really? Yeah. Because yeah. after you kill them, you could be like, oh, mate, it's hammer time. <laughs> 
No, but like, obviously... That wasn't worth the setup, Kyle. <laughs> no, Did you like, arrange that beforehand? Uh, <laughs> Mate, you need no. to get a new green screen. <laughs> no, but like, see, speaking of hammers, uh, so like, right, so West Ham are called the Hammers. Right. Right. And in, in West Ham, there's a player called Danny Ings. But there's also an actor called Daniel Ings. And he's in a show, or he was in a show called Lovesick, Right. And it's lovesick that I want to talk about. <laughs> it's a clunky segue. Go with that, Alan. <laughs> but uh, so, like the the show, it's about this guy who gets um, chlamydia, right? For relatable content. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Revealed a bit much about yourself, there, Dean. <laughs> but you get, uh, this guy gets chlamydia, and then he kind of like has to contact all the people that he's had sex with over the last couple of years. But um, and they, like this, the whole premise of the show is him like kind of thinking back, reminiscing about all these people that he's had sex with, so that he can tell them about this STI. But the show wasn't originally called Lovesick. Do you know what it was called? What? Scrotal Recall. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell. Jeez. It would have been better than the Total Recall remake from 2012, I can tell that much. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I'm just um, picturing all the hardcore Shaun of the Dead fans like looking at their watch going, how fucking long until they talk about? <laughs> well, I'll get straight on to that because zombies are always a monster that I've never, I never really cared for much in my teens. I always thought they were quite boring until you kind of, I grew up and uh, during lockdown, I watched a lot of zombie films mm -hmm. and then sort of through analyzing them and seeing what a bunch of other uh, guys like me, but with more glasses and more sweater vests were talking about. Zombies, uh, they kind of represent the politics of their time. So like uh, Night of the Living Dead is uh, sort of the civil rights movement. Dawn of the Dead is criticizing uh, capitalism and they're more walking around a shopping mall. With Shaun of the Dead, there's sort of an interesting angle on that too, where it's... it's English people. Yeah, it's English. It comes at that time where Britain's kind of going through a little bit of an identity crisis and everyone's kind of floating through life. And you feel that with like Shaun's arc in the film as well. So... Fucking Edgar Wright did his fucking homework when it came to this. Like, uh, do you know that the story of how he uh, came up with this was he was playing Resident Evil 3 for uh, an entire weekend until the sun came up and then walked over his street to go get milk to make some tea and then just had a thought of what if zombies were here right now and how would I defend myself? Because like in England, they don't have guns like traditional zombie films do. Mm -hmm. And then this movie was born and it's fucking great. Hmm. They, the whole the whole title sequence you know it's like do 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 or not I don't know what that song is but I say you know Ghost Town by the Specials no 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 no. before that oh, where, but okay. after they're in the pub and they're sort of there's like it's sort of saying that we're all basically zombies already mm -hmm. so it's like the people in the checkout till they're all oh, exactly yeah. synchronised and then there's the guys with the hoods <clears> and the what yeah. Uh, another bit of music that I, I like that was really impressive was like when Sean sees the first guy collapse, mm -hmm. like when he's on the bus. Like there's a guy on on the bus as well who's listening on his headphones. He's listening to Kerncraft 400 by Zombie Nation. Oh, that's cool. Which I thought it's a lovely bit. Of, yeah, very well picked up, Mister. I was listening to that yeah. on the train and the way to, to today. Yeah. It was like it's good. It's good. Yeah, it's yeah. Very it was good. Raven in Carriage B. <laughs> 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 but it's it is there's so many little references packed away and you notice you notice more and more as you go in mm -hmm. yeah oh yeah it's, it's very very intelligent and all the references that it makes uh, Ed, Ed Wright is too. probably the most technically gifted 
director there is. I mean... Have you ever seen what Edgar Wright looks like? Because I've just had this thought now. You kind of look like Edgar Wright if he had an afro. I'm a very lazy <laughs> imaginer. So anyone called with Edgar if in you their had name, my I just hair, imagine then the butler like from Aristocrats. Aristocats. You know, the butler who steals the... The Disney film, yeah. Yeah. No, no. Rats. Oh, right. Aristocats. <laughs> no, I mean Aristocats. Oh, okay. You know, the butler steals the... You thought I was saying something less dumb, weren't you? <laughs> I've seen the... I was like, oh, you actually was saying that. Oh, okay. I've seen the Aristocats, but... I've... No, not the joke. That... Never mind. Cut this bit. <laughs> Cutting it. Where's... Fucking green screen. Where's the butler do? <laughs> What's his role? The butler um, k- kidnaps the cats and attempts to send them to Timbuktu for some reason. I don't know. Maybe they wanted to see Africa before. I don't know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, I remember now. It's because um, this butler spends his whole life living in the attic of this rich old French lady's home. Right. And he lives in a fucking hovel. This is a multi-room mansion. She's old. She's got no kids. She's got rooms to spare. No, he lives in the fucking attic in basically a cupboard. And then she, right, writes her will to leave everything to her cats. Yeah. Not to the butler, to her cats. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he concocts this scheme. He doesn't, like, kill them. He just wants to take them out and dump them in the countryside where they'll be able to massacre small animals for the rest of their life and be happy. And he gets to take the money. But this all gets foiled. If that movie was set in a zombie apocalypse, would it make it better? Hmm. Cats versus zombies would be really cool. I feel like we're talking about every single movie except Short of the Dead. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you watch that movie different as an adult. As a kid, you're like, oh, he's evil butler trying to take, kidnap the cats. But now he's like, fucking hell. <laughs> See, I, I think I watched this during um, the initial lockdown where like, mm-hmm. no one was leaving the house. What, Aristocats? No. Oh, Short of the Dead. Short of the Dead. <laughs> but I... <laughs> <laughs> but no, and I because I, I, during the scene where he's riding the bus and people were coughing, mm-hmm. I realized that that's a new fear in me. After COVID, it's just people coughing around you. Yeah, mm. th- there was like that sort of influx of like everyone's now watching Twenty Eight Days Later and Dawn yeah. of the Dead during mm-hmm. COVID. That was really weird. Like Contagion was very popular. I, yeah. yeah, I did watch it. I, did, I watched the movie yesterday, sort of because I, I, I watched it so many times. I could, but I watched it for the first time since COVID, and it's weird how it hits different. The build up mm. to it, the little signs, mm-hmm. and it's like, hang on a minute, Stay in your I'm house relating now. to this. <laughs> this is relatable. Feeling. Yeah. Do we this think? Is... Do we think that Edgar Wright caused COVID? I <laughs> <laughs> oh, wanted to do Short of the Dead too, but he had a low budget, so he's like, okay, I'll just make it happen for real. Yeah. <laughs> and then just set up a camcorder. Well, Kyle, they got it wrong. I actually caused it when I I didn't eat a bat. I ate a batty boy. <laughs> he'd wanted to Is do it cheaply. Slot? I mean, he didn't need to fake COVID. He could just, you know, set some cameras up in Parkhead Forge. You know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see a, a zombie apocalypse film like this, but set in Scotland. Yeah, it I'm pretty would sure be there different, is one, wouldn't it? Well, th- just the yeah. first bit, you know, at the beginning when they're sort of saying, "Oh." I've got to bring Ed to the pub because he doesn't have that many friends. Oh yeah, and then he, and then and then to hammer that home, he comes up and says, "Would any of you cunts like a drink?" <laughs> and I was just thinking, "Oh man!" And then they all sort of like deflate a bit. They're like, "Oh fucking Ed, he's 
Yeah, he's like the sort of hang-on of the group. Yeah. But Nick but Frost like, plays it very well. If he came to Scotland, they'd love him. Yeah. How many times has Paddy called me a fat dick? <laughs> nowhere. Not enough. Calling someone a cunt for no reason at all, completely unprovoked in Scotland, is a term of endearment. Mm. That's why I love this place. And this is why <laughs> I, up here I'm a man of high stature. But down there, down in England, I'm, I'm an Ed. <laughs> if they made a musical in Scotland, would it have no? If they made a zombie movie in Scotland, would it have to be a musical? Because you'd probably have to spend all of the budget on flutes and orange sashes. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was going to be a Scottish version of this, like set in the East End of Glasgow, called Shaun of the Ned. <laughs> <laughs> Ken Loach made a film called Neds. And I was really annoyed because this wee prick that I knew that was a wee Ned got cast in it and made about three grand for doing five days of filming. Then about ten years later, he was in the papers for doing a hate crime. Oh dear. So authentic Which? casting. <laughs> Which hate crime? Uh, one that I really wasn't fond of because I hated it. Cut that. Anyway. <laughs> no, he, he was a dick to, uh, I think, a Pakistani man oh. in the park. So racism? Right. Yes. Okay, you could have just said that. Um... <laughs> uh, it's, uh, I'm honestly, I'm on Ed's side in this movie because fucking, what's Simon Pegg's girlfriend's name again in this movie? Liz? Liz, yeah. Her roommates are fucking dicks. Oh, Mate, fucking... The, what was it, the... Midlife crisis, Harry Potter looking fucker. No, I was gonna say because like, obviously he calls him Dylan uh, Moran, failed mm -hmm. one of failed the actress and a, a, a twat. twat. Yeah, yeah. In fact, one thing I don't like about this movie is it sort of gave me the like, it was the first time I'd ever seen Dylan Moran mm -hmm. plays um uh, Dave, I think his name is the the David, the, yeah, the David, the, David, the, the twat yeah. in the movie, and he just he's just like a constant irritating. Mm -hmm person but actually the act that he is a amazing comedian and if you see him in black books mm -hmm. playing a much more likable character i mean he, to his credit he does make you hate that guy's guts the zombies end up mm. loving well, his guts yeah, yeah. <laughs> they do the same thing to peter serafinowicz a fantastic comedian and yeah. actor and he's just the buzzkill <laughs> it's like, oh. Do you know, like, see, Wait, who's, he, who's he in this? He is um, the, the guy, the roommate that they find in the shower. Oh, your yeah, fucking yeah. life out, mate. That guy. Yeah, I, me and my brother do often quote a lot of his lines. So, like, the front door is open again. Anytime, like, uh, the front door is unlocked, my brother will just yell that. <laughs> what <a> quote? <laughs> Have that on a t-shirt. <laughs> so see, see when like um, uh, David gets. He's guts ripped apart by the zombies. So satisfying. Right, so like, I watched this, the first time I watched this was actually, I watched it with my mum and my dad. And then just after that scene happened, my, my dad looked just over at my mum and went, fuck's sake, I'm so upset we had lasagna tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting little bit of trivia about that scene is that um, yeah. on the Short of the Dead DVD extras, they have this segment called um, um, Plot Holes, where they explain a bit extra information, what happened next. And one of the plot holes is what happened to, what's her face? Uh, Yvonne is her name? Yvonne, are you in the failed actress? I watched not this the, yesterday. Not the, not the failed actress. She plays uh, Dawn in The Office. All right, Dawn from The Office. Oh, that is her she, then, yeah. When she goes back, opens a door and starts battering the zombies with Dylan Moran's severed leg. <laughs> <laughs> According to the plot holes, she survives. 
Oh, I, I swear it was implied she died, didn't it? Yeah, it was implied, but no, according to oh, she survived. She's just battering away. She she fights her way out with Dilmaran's leg, <laughs> and then apparently they maintain contact through Christmas cards. I want to change. <laughs> I think we should all change our answers. I think my weapon of choice would be Dilmaran's leg in <laughs> <laughs> a zombie apocalypse. So I would just. I think Dilmaran's sarcasm would be better. Like, call that a zombie wolf. surely if you want to use someone's severed leg as a weapon you want to get like an athlete or something a proper hench leg a proper hench Oscar leg Pistorius. <laughs> Oscar Pistorius that's not a bad shout like, by the way <laughs> fucking carbon fibre it's got fucking blades on the ends you're alright yeah <laughs> you can stab them but um, it, gave, it gave me an idea for like a sequel like what, what a spin off Dawn of the Dead, but spelled D-A-W-N, because she plays Dawn in The Office. Oh, and that'd if be you quite think, fun. Tim from The Office is in there as well. He plays a small role as... Um, Tim of the Dead. As the other... So you could have that as a... You could just... Everyone... We can't remember her name anyway. So you could just say, oh, it was Dawn all along. <laughs> and it just says she was... She goes on to be in an office. Or no, no, she was in an office. It could be an office, Dawn of the Dead, crossover, spin-off. But you'd have to see it written down for people to know it wasn't like the actual Dawn of the Dead. Can we have a scene where Ricky Gervais gets ripped apart by Although zombies? Dawn is spelled the same way as Dawn. Is. Name, <laughs> I did notice that, but I didn't want to crush his <laughs> <laughs> so I, I am so dyslexic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, right. You ever like see those articles about like animals that like die and then they, they come back to life like mm-hmm. zombies yep yeah, also, cemetery yeah what? no there's like the spiders that like, die and then sometimes they come back to life and all. oh right the spiders okay. yeah but like I saw one it was like a genuine what, the fungus a spider fungus no the, the you're talking about the uh, cordyceps fungus is that what you're talking about oh the last of us sure uh, but, uh, <laughs> right. remember, uh, of all of us Kyle is the one who's had the most sex so he doesn't know what the last of us is I, I don't know I don't about, know about f- that yeah uh, so anyway so um, like I saw this article uh, that was like apparently that kind of thing like uh, had happened to an alpaca right like an alpaca had died and then come back to life and I'm just really upset that they didn't go for the headline of zombie alpacalypse <laughs> <laughs> Thought you're doing some David Attenborough shit about cordyceps fungi, and it's just for a pun. <laughs> no, I don't know shit. Do you want to hear about the real zombies? The cordyceps fungus. I know. I know about this. Like yeah, uh, so, the Last of Us thing is actually a disease that exists. In so the world. there's um, it's only it's only so far it's only mastered insects like small like ants and shit. But this is a real thing. Oh. Like a hundred different varieties of this fungus, and what happens is if a small bug like an ant or a moth breathes it in, mm-hmm. it slowly, it gets, works its way into the creature. This is absolutely true. This is not a film. It works its way into the brain and it takes control of it and it compels this insect to climb up a plant to the perfect height for um, dispersal, seed dispersal. Mm-hmm. And then it makes it bite into the branch to wedge it in place. Mm-hmm. Then the insect dies and then a mushroom grows out of its fucking head. <clears throat> and then it's the fruiting stage and it sends off all the spores. It's got to the point where ant colonies can recognize the early signs of infection. So if they see like one of their their colleagues sort of writhing around like that, they'll just carry it off and dump it and throw it away from <laughs> the main... And it, this is 
Uh, they would just go like put it in quarantine for two weeks and then it'd be all right. <laughs> if that happened to me, would the ant also? <laughs> would the ant have to be autistic if that happened to me? What? Like if an an ant like with that virus had to infect my brain, would it have to be an autistic well, ant for it to work? <laughs> I, I I don't know if ants can have autism, but I'm open to the possibility. It's 2023, so well, it's just an ant that doesn't like getting touched. <laughs> I think at the level they operate, they're all autistic by default. Yeah, like we obviously like uh, that concept that you're talking about. It's uh, very similar to the Pokemon Parasect. Mm-hmm. It's basically this. I, I don't know if you just like Pokemon at all. I never I grew did. up with Pokemon. You so didn't, you? Know. No. I love the cartoon. You don't like Pokemon? Yeah. No, I Do never you know grew Parasite? up with it. So No, but I had a crush on you too when I was a kid. Basically, you look like one. Like. It's got good thighs. <laughs> oh, yeah, you called me a furry earlier. Maybe there's something to that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I think you may be a furry. Mm-mm. But Mewtwo doesn't have fur. With that bandana, it's like a gay Nazi. But there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's a reference to the film. Dean told us to come in with outfits, and I'm the only one who committed. Yeah, because like uh, I thought I was gonna get a shirt that looked vaguely like Nick Frost. I don't have any like Nick Frost esque shirts anymore because I gave all of them away. Oh, actually, we're oh. all just gonna open with that. You got red on you. <laughs> and then I realised this isn't actually red. This is it's um, like maroon, isn't it? This burgundy. It's uh, you've got burgundy on you. Doesn't sound it's very merlot catchy. brown. Um, so I've, I've, you've you've got burgundy on you. Got to be very upper class. Spilled uh, or burgundy. Uh, expensive. One of the things I do enjoy in this is uh, see when Simon Pegg's character is um, giving the sort of motivational speech to his staff at his job. H- have you ever had this where a guy just answers a call in front of you when you're like at work or something? Like, does that happen to you in your uh, when you're teaching? <sighs> like a kid just answers um, a phone. I did have worse. I had an 11 year old attempt to take the because I, I I teach online. I'm an online tutor, so I'm 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 like my day to day work is teaching English to Chinese kids on an they're on an iPad, and uh, one of them took the took the iPad into the bathroom with him because he wants to take a piss. <laughs> I was like, no, no way! <laughs> I was like, it's eleven. It's like I wasn't expecting it from him because I'd had it in the past. I had to make a rule like, do not take the iPad in the toilet with you. Just because we can't see doesn't mean we can't hear. You know, a five-year-old take a shit. <laughs> but I'm trying to teach her verbs. You can turn it into an interactive exercise. You're shitting. You have shat. You will shit. This job is shite. <laughs> yeah, you're right. There's a lot of different permutations that can be... Um, Kyle, has that ever happened to you in your computing science class? Uh, yeah, I get zero respect for my work. He works in Greenock. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll give you respect. I respect you. Thank you. As a friend and as a man. Oh, we better gender euphoria for Kyle. At last, I've been respected as a man. It's only taken thirty years. <laughs> Multiple tattoos. Yeah. Uh, speaking of men, I respect Bill Nye's in this movie. Uh, he is. He is. Um, Simon Pegg says he touched him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Of uh, Davy Jones fame and uh, Love, Love Actually, Actually yeah. and um, other things. I've not yes. seen him in. I I think he's a really fun character actor. He's really good in this. Uh, see, see, like the first time I'd ever heard his name, 
Uh, I was like, oh, Bill Nye. I, like, I thought he was like Bill Nye, the science guy. Yeah, he, me too. he does get yeah, I got confused with that like, quite, quite easily. Which must be annoying for him because he's significantly more famous than the science guy. It's <laughs> 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 like, oh, the science guy. No, no. Yeah, but Bill Nye, the love actually guy, doesn't have quite the same ring to it. No. Unfortunately. Mm. It does not. He's very good in this. Like, uh, just as the sort of... Uh, there's always this kind of character in uh, a zombie film, the skeptic, who ends up getting killed. But his death seems surprisingly emotional. I expected him to get the kind of death that Dylan Moran's character gets. Mm. I don't know. The film definitely has some heart. I, I really appreciated that. It was quite a lovely moment. No, it's good because, like, obviously, like, it's as, like, Sean has kind of come to terms with the fact that he's, his stepdad was does, does respect him, does love him. Mm-hmm. It's quite emotional. You know, it's, it's a really good scene. It does kind of hit hard. Yeah, uh, and then he turns into a zombie and it becomes immediately funny again. Like, mm. uh, that could be jarring in another, like, film which's not directed by Edgar Wright, but the way he adds uh, character to a lot of his comedy and to the horror, it just... It makes it a lot more memorable because a really big common thing that you get with horror films is that they don't spend enough time establishing the characters, yeah, sure. and then when they die, it's just like uh, oh, well. you don't care. Yeah, it's like like in Final Destination Four, where you don't care about any of those. Oh, you're just like, oh, that guy's racist. I want him to die. Yeah, and it becomes more of like a sort of Sharon Friday thing, whereas like here, Sha- it's, no, Sh- Sharon, uh, Sharon Freddy. Sharon- <laughs> <laughs> That's someone you know, Schadenfreude. I used to yeah, think that was like a tax crime. Like, you committed schadenfreude until I met a German woman and she kind of corrected me on it. No, that's schadenfraud. <laughs> that's what you're thinking of. <laughs> I think they put it off because he's such a good actor. The way he sort of said, he sort of delivers the line, I thought it could be me. You know, I thought I could be the father figure. Mm-hmm. Is it, it kind of like, it's that right mix of sadness, but also there's a little bit of self-depreciation, kind of a shrug. Like, I thought it could be me, but obviously not that uh, kind of re- tinge of regret that he he he's acknowledging he failed yeah it's a beautiful yeah. little moment yeah they finally get that emotional connection then he loses them. and but then uh, nick frost uh kills an extra with a jag <laughs> <laughs> and not a covid one <laughs> that's the thing like i was surprised the scene got me i still hadn't come down from laughing at nick frost just frost just randomly dropping the n-word yeah i'm surprised <laughs> that's still in there like uh, i thought they would have done like a, a re-release of this where they mm. edited that out it is mm, it is a moment of the time it came out and like a reflection of how ignorant nick frost's character is but it yeah. threw me a bit for a loop oh when yeah that happened. Like, well it is different yeah. it's, it's a long time ago it's no, early noughties it's like it's like 20 years ago mm-hmm. 2004 wasn't it yeah but like, even then the characters in it are all bewildered by it and taken aback because mm. you're meant to know ed is this very ignorant kind of guy yeah i mean like, he says that's gay twice as well yeah it was 2004 you gotta have a redemption kind of arc as well yeah yeah because you do grow to love ed as well like uh, one of my favorite scenes is when they're in the backyard and are just going through simon Pegg's record collection deciding which ones they can throw <laughs> at the zombies mm. which uh they threw shoddy yeah they do the batman soundtrack sadly was gone i although i don't know which batman soundtrack it's referring to if it's the adam west one then i'm annoyed because that's fucking good piece of music no 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 zombies should have said that i mean it would have like ruined the momentum of the film had he like jerry throw this bunny to the entire batman fucking intro would have fucked up but uh yeah another thing like about the like i don't i don't remember when in the film but it was like another bit about like a kind of foreshadowing or 
they obviously use later in a callback. Um, I, th- I can't remember whose character, but they said about Ed. They're like, oh, you're, you're, he's just going to like spend all his time like just living in that shed. And then obviously at the end of the film, that's where he's kept. I need yeah. to watch this again. There's so much I didn't pick up on. Yeah, you only seen it once. I've seen it twice, but the last, if I get the first time, it was three years mm. ago, then it was last night. Mm. Uh, all this effort into the costume, but didn't pay attention during the actual movie. Well, someone had to. <laughs> Shade. <Yeah. laughs> no, it's pronounced Shade. <laughs> <laughs> There's also a lot of the fun foreshadowing where it's like uh, Dylan Moran's character saying, like, oh, we're we just going to be sitting around eating peanuts in the dark, and then it immediately cuts yeah. to Simon Pegg offering yeah. them all peanuts. <laughs> it's like, that's one thing Edgar Wright's really good at doing is, um, do you know what I mean when I like, in film with visual comedy and like using your transitions to be funny yeah so like the one that i immediately thought of was um when uh, was simon peck's character sean obviously fucking hell (laughs) when sean and liz are at the pub his name's dawn are you going for your second corona charlie we haven't even met this half an hour i was hoping that the viewers at home wouldn't notice that but you had Uh, to fucking call it out can (laughs) i tell my story it's not a can it's a bottle uh, so uh, when Sean and Liz are in the pub at the start and then he's saying like oh like he was saying like, oh I don't, I don't I like come here I don't I'm t- talking about the friends mm-hmm. like uh, whatever their names are and then it kind of for fuck's sake Charlie <laughs> and then the camera pans and then you see that those two are still there as well mm-hmm. and he's obviously talking about them in front of them oh yeah yeah that would have it's not that I don't like Charlie. It's not that I don't like them. Guys, it's not that I don't like you. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah. It's no, good it, fun. You're going to say, and then the camera pans to Charlie opening a beer <laughs> in the noisiest possible way. Yeah, and it's like, uh, you see that a lot in uh, in Hot Fuzz as well. So, like, there's usually when a character is transitioning from one scene to another, you'll see, like, stock footage of a helicopter going over, maybe a sign or something. But the way they transition... Mm-hmm. Simon Pegg's character in Hot Fuzz going to that uh, village with all the like quick cuts and the edits and the showing the uh, sort of going down into a place where he's not going to have a lot of cell service. It's a lot smarter and it's a lot more engaging because people tend to check out during transition scenes. Mm. Yeah, I think the quick cuts with all the zoom-ins that Edgar Wright does are fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's a really good way to move the, the momentum of the film on. Yeah, But do it obviously really quickly and get a joke out of it yeah Yeah, it's it's very rare visual jokes yeah i think you only really get them in silent films because that's all they really had going for them but edgar wright's the only one i can think of who does visual comedy really well maybe wes anderson too but like not all of his films are comedies it kind of feels like comedy where like it feels like everything he does similar to a comedy set you think how can i make this interesting whereas we would be like how do we say this and make it funny he's like how do i do a transition or a shot and how do i make it interesting mm-hmm. and how do i make it world building mm-hmm. yeah so, it's just like obviously like obviously like in comedy like we're trying to do like a segue from one bit to the other mm-hmm. and then you can do it in a way that isn't funny mm-hmm. or you can do it in a way that also kind of lists a laugh yeah. so mm-hmm. obviously very similar kind of was- things mm-hmm. given that they're both comedy mm-hmm. don't you agree charlie Yes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's like it sort of incorporates the rule of three in comedy. You have like two mm-hmm. normal things and then a funny one. So it's like all those Zoom mm-hmm. cuts where it's like, you know, make a coffee, have a piss, and then there's a bit of Cornetto. Yeah. Which, uh, that's, the, that's the second one. Yeah, the uh, I think the Cornetto trilogy has like, so you see a red Cornetto in this one for blood, a blue one in Hot Fuzz for like police. Sweet. 
Sweat. And then uh, and the third one is fears. <laughs> yeah, green. <laughs> green, the colour of fears, because you hate Catholics. <laughs> <laughs> well, you live in Ibrox. What do you think, Alan? I was raised Catholic. A self-hating Catholic. <laughs> the most dangerous of them all. <laughs> you, you do say you're afraid of your mother as well, so... Well, I'm probably the only person here who's come closest to seeing his mother as a zombie. Yeah. Are you going to elaborate on kids? <laughs> also, zombies is a metaphor for heroin. Is that it? Heroin? No, she wasn't much, heroin. Of, a, she wasn't much of a female superhero. Uh, what was well, your I'm, favorite I'm scene in, uh, in this i think uh, i really love the um the whole the whole uh, as cheesy as it is, the whole final showdown with queen playing in the background that is class that's what i was and it's all though. edited to the beats of the music as mm. well like i know it's a bit of a cliche now because a lot of people try and do that mm. but the way um edgar wright does it where it's like it all clicks together with the gun and like then there's all those callbacks with the whole top right top ref when they're playing yeah, uh, the game at the start yeah, yeah i don't know yeah. what the game is it's so many callbacks mm -hmm. that it's, that's oh, it's what insane i was saying how many actually that's what i was saying yeah. it's like did you write this backwards so I oh, know. Yeah. they even give him like a and i knew i thought you would like this they try and give him like a cool sort of line to fight the zombies oh, and then yeah. the gun immediately fails on him <laughs> which i think is something that would happen in a real life zombie apocalypse yeah. You just have that one guy who's trying to be cool and then, like, immediately the gun fucks up. Yeah, that would be me. It's all because you just stay home, wouldn't you? Yeah, I've thought this a lot. I would love to see a zombie film where, like, zombies are just an integrated part of society, kind of like the end of this, where you just look out your window and there's a zombie outside and you can't get to work. Yeah, I was thinking that it does do very well, that thing you were talking about where they're like, oh, fucking treasure. But you ask the question, can a zombie consent? I don't know. This is what I thought. Is like, I thought if, if zombie focus actually happened, somebody somewhere would be fucking the zombies. Oh, absolutely. Let's absolutely, be honest. Yeah. I mean, I mean, up, up in Aberdeenshire, they have it away with sheep. I mean, <laughs> what is it, what's worse, fucking a sheep or fucking a zombie? Like, what, right? It's moral questions that haven't been answered. Kyle, would you ever fuck a zombie in a pool changing room? No. Okay. <laughs> or, or outside a pool changing room? No. <laughs> Anywhere? What if no. it was your girlfriend and she was your zombie? Oh, I mean, <laughs> you, you never know. Good. They might be good in bed. I mean, it might be interesting to fuck something that fucks like it knows for sure there is no God. Kind yeah. of like, <laughs> fucking like, like fucking going for it. <laughs> uh, we haven't even mentioned Barbara, actually. What a lovely woman. Is that her actual name? I don't know that. Yeah, we're yeah. coming to get you, Barbara. Wasn't she no, a I thought it was prisoner just in the, the Prime Minister in Doctor Who. Yeah, but they actually called her yeah, Barbara. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Okay. Harriet something. I yeah. want to say Harriet Tubman, but that's different. No, I remember her name was Harriet in Doctor Who, but I can't remember the surname. It was That was like during the uh, John Sim Master. Harriet era, Jones. It? Yeah. She says it enough fucking times, isn't she, with the ID, and I still can't remember her fucking name. Yeah. I, I think, are me and Charlie the only Doctor Who fans here? Uh, I watched it when David Tennant was on it. Yeah, this is when David Tennant Yeah, I've never seen it. Also, I went to see um, the, what, it was like one of the anniversary ones before Peter Capaldi, Capaldi was on it. Yeah. It was like, yeah, they were showing it at the Glasgow Film Theatre and it was in 3D and I dropped oh. my glasses, couldn't find them. So I put on my Cineworld 3D glasses, which didn't actually work, but I didn't want to look stupid, but I just watched the whole film as a blur. Do you not have prescription 3D goggles? No. Fucking amateur, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> He's on a film podcast. It is, ugh. Nah. 
<laughs> but now Barbara in the movie is a lovely woman. She, she reminds me of Leslie Bell, who is an absolute saint. Oh, yeah. No, Leslie Bell's got more I brains about her. Yeah, like I, I did think of Leslie Bell because I was like, it's like that. I often think of about Leslie Bell. <laughs> <laughs> the low Sorry, level. Peter. <laughs> you know I love you. The uh, low level sexual tension between Ed and Sean's mother, which oh, was quite really enjoyable, funny. and the constant flirting, and the fact that it, it, I, I just, I just thought about how we keep. I've never even met Pete, Peter's mum. You know. She's but, a um, saint of a woman. She's a, a lovely character. Yeah, but she is always great to have. I know crowd. her name is Leslie Bell. Says that she's like a yeah. force to reckon with. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> when I was doing the Wizard of Oz, like we were going in to do uh, one of the matinee shows, and then Leslie Bell just walked out. And like I didn't know she was. I thought she was coming to the show, and she'd heard about it. She wasn't. She was just doing the gym, but she had a good conversation with me about twenty minutes, just wishing me luck before I went on stage. Aww. She is a lovely woman, and uh, mm. we adore. Her. Let's actually let's get her as a podcast guest. I don't know if she's a horror fan. <laughs> that would be funny. Peter, <laughs> bring her back for the Mother's Day special. Let's Aww. make this happen. To the viewers at home, family. Leslie Bell. This is not some pop culture reference. It's gone over even your head. This is in fact the mother of someone who we know. Yeah, <laughs> Peter um, Bell, friend of the show. He's been on. He was on the pilot episode. Yeah. Yes. And uh, we're his mum's class. We got a secret sort of tontine. <laughs> <laughs> his mum's class. We got a kind of secret tontine bet as to who can become his stepdad first. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Peter. I wish Leslie Bell nothing but the best. Oh. Okay. Alan, got you through a false. Not going to be you. Already? <laughs> okay. Um. <clears throat> Um, 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 this film features a brief cameo from Coldplay. True, true. true. Oh, fuck, that one was too obvious. When the film released, there was a promotion with a chocolate company called Sean of the Fred. Oh. False. 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 Okay, that one was false. Yeah, well, it clearly That's came from that, your mind. That is you writing puns again. Yeah. Yeah. It could have been me writing marketing. If anyone wants to hire Alan as a marketing expert, <laughs> don't. <laughs> the film was actually, the relationship between the two main characters is based on Simon and Nick's friendship when they shared a flat together. True. True. That no, one's true. Yep. There was a planned sequel called From Dusk Till Sean. I'm going to say true. That sounds like something I think I'm going to say it should be true. I'm going to say true. That one is true. You can actually see a mock-up poster for it in 2018's Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Mm. Uh, oh, shit. Yeah, I do remember seeing that. Why didn't they make it? Edgar Wright never usually makes sequels. He's one of those that he just like likes a film to exist on its own. I read that they were planning to make a sequel to it with a different kind of monster, but they preferred the film as like a standalone. Mm. As it was. But vampires. Do. I'd love to see Edgar Wright take on vampires. We don't have enough good vampire films. I... I you, you see the the, the um, Dracula remake with um, Stephen Moffat wrote, and it had oh yeah yeah the TV one. show. I quite liked it. It was wasn't well. I will see, but I quite liked it. People didn't like it because they sort of took liberties with it. But one of the ideas I quite liked is the idea that a vampire is like a zombie. It's like a, when a really exceptional person gets turned into a zombie, they become a vampire, like a, like the aristocratic zombie. That's what or a an aristocratic. Is. <laughs> Call back Got to a uh, weak part of the podcast. <laughs> so mixed mixed results there, Carl. I quite like that idea. Sort of like they start to evolve. Uh, also like the idea that maybe there's like 
you know, like ev- the world used to be full of angels, mm-hmm. but then there was like a kind of zombie and they turned the angel into a, into a human by oh. fucking them. Oh. So that was the, so that we are, we are the original zombie. We are the original <laughs> zombie. So ev- everyone was angels. And then there was a contagion, contagion, and it spread by fucking. And then we fucked all the angels and then now we're all just the zombies. But now there's a new contagion and we're going to go lower. We get bitten and we turn into zombies. And then soon everyone will be zombies. And then maybe one day there'll be an even lower one where it's just slugs. <laughs> where the zombies get like slithered on by a slug and that's it. They become a slug too. <laughs> And that could be the ev- evolution. Do we I need didn't to get ex- Charlie sectioned? I didn't expect <laughs> you to go as philosophical on this as you are today, Charlie. To be honest, when I started it. the sentence, nor did I. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually surprised that there wasn't a, a sequel of called Ed of the Dead. I'd just like to see Ed hanging out. Why not Dawn of the Ed? Dawn of the Ed, yeah. Fuck's sake. <laughs> Dawn of the Ed, yeah. Yeah, that could be... Because usually they would put, like, wee short films as bonus features, uh... Yeah, but to be Dawn fair, the by the end of the original film, you know he's already a zombie. So what's it just going to be him in the shed? He could break out of the shed and they have to go get him. Dawn of the shed. <laughs> We're reaching a point where we'll be able to put these this idea into an AI at some point and make it ourselves. Sometimes I, I do... I don't. I don't believe in using ChatGPT to write like legit stuff, but sometimes I do no, pop I th- in there and just say, like, you could write me a joke about any subject in the style of and i'll put in comedians we know and it's fucking hilarious yeah, it's I, terrible i did human centipede in the style of uncle roger oh god i'm not gonna read that yeah don't please don't repeat that yeah because i heard to do the voice <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did we have another true or false there yeah i think he did four yes um so kyle so kyle because he thinks i'm a pervert pointed out that simon Pegg gets his feet out in this film Yes. You are a pervert. So I checked Wiki Feet. (laughs) (laughs) You're not doing a lot for this cause here, Alan. We've learned a lot more about Alan today than we would have liked. Now, is it true that Nick Frost has a higher rating than Simon Pegg? I am going to say yes, because I will get to a story afterwards about when I met Nick Frost. I'm going to say true. Do I have to actually fucking answer? Yes. <laughs> well, he's larger, isn't he? So he'd need a wider foot. So what is it with foot fetch? Is it, quanti- is it quantity or quality? I think it's quantity. Do you want to go after dainty or just fucking wide? I think everyone's different, Charlie. Well, you're definitely different. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's just fucking trolls. What? Troll. That's a cop-out answer, Charlie. Don't make me use this. Well, (laughs) Simon Pegg has a 4.57 out of 5. Nick Frost has a 4.87. Called it. Called it. I told you, quantity over quality. Yeah. I said it. Nick Frost is one of the uh, few celebrities I have met when I worked as a a film critic and uh, went to Dubai Comic Con. He was one of the panelists. Mm -hmm. And uh, my question to him was, uh, is there ever going to be a movie where you and Simon Pegg play villains? And he said... Yes, we would love to make a film where we play enemies at one point and lovers, oh. which is a film I would love to see. Yeah, I would. That's I would funny. ask the question: Are you going to peg Simon? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you obviously mentioned a celebrity you've met. Anyone else met any celebrities? Uh, I met Jackie Bird once. Uh, and what was that like? Do you have a story? She was kind of terrifying. 
But I got to sit in her chair. So there we go. Charlie? I met Dylan Moran. Okay. Who was who was in this movie? I've met um Bill Bailey. Uh-huh. Phil Who's in Hot Fuzz. Um I've, I've met um Doug Are these Stanhope. all just people that you've booked for your night? Sorry, you just <laughs> met them. <laughs> Doug Stanhope, yeah, he did uh, pump in Dundee. Yeah. No, I met him when I had like a bigger room. <laughs> about pre-COVID. Yeah. Um Yeah. I've met I've met Peter Andre in uh Cyprus, which was nice. Is Peter Andre the singer or the guy who dated Jordan? Because I know there's yes. two yeah, they're Andres. both the same person. I thought they were two different people. For fuck's sake, Dean. <laughs> oh, honestly, that guy that was on I'm a Celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, all of them are the same person, yeah. I'm he, sure there's... He sang Mysterious Girl and he also was in I'm a Celebrity and then he ended up going with Jordan. I'm in Jordan, get me out of here. <laughs> no, it was, it was set in Australia, not Jordan. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, we met him, and he's really short. But then um, he just kept asking us about our holiday, and we were just like, "Peter, just tell me about you." <laughs> <laughs> so don't ask about us. We are just scum. That's very wholesome. Is that yeah. is that a true story? Yeah, I was waiting for the pun. No, there's no pun. I've also met You're Tim a Westwood. Sick man, MJ. I've met <laughs> Tim Tim Westwood, the DJ. Oh, six is the a slash sex offender. Um, uh, this is pre-sex offence. Um, <laughs> so you gave him the idea. Well, uh, well, it was pre-allegations coming out. Um, so like I'd seen him before. Like he was doing a DJ set when he was. Um, uh, supporting for I think it was a Wu-Tang Clan uh, me and my friend Dane went to see him uh, well him and the Wu-Tang Clan mainly Wu-Tang to be honest uh, but we for some reason we were like walking towards the O2ABC or the, uh, the O2 Academy and we're like oh do you know what we should do <laughs> we should sneak something in here right let's get some contraband take it in to the the O2 Academy uh, and all we got was uh, custard creams <laughs> <laughs> So we just took a big pack of custard creams in to see Wu-Tang and then we spent most of the gig throwing them at Tim Westwood. <laughs> <laughs> and then when I met him, because I met him in Cyprus as well, he was doing a DJ set there. And then we said to him, and he was so fucking high, like he was uh, very high. <laughs> Could have worded that a wee bit better. But he was like fucked at his face. Uh, and then we were met him talking to him. And we were like, oh, Tim, we saw you. We saw you in Glasgow when you were like supporting Wu-Tang we were the ones that were throwing biscuits at you <laughs> and he went <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then that was it and we're like alright Tim okay. you know is it the most me thing ever to think like all through that story I was thinking what a waste of good custard creams you should have picked I a mean, lower tier biscuit but oh, yet again when else can you be encouraged to throw custard creams at a sex offender Fair point, but... Uh, I was thinking that he would interpret the choice of Biscuit as a deliberate reference to his less than black race. But he is, he's white. <laughs> less than black? Yeah. That is not a thing, Charlie. He, he want, he, he's one of those people who wants to be black, but isn't. That's what I mean. Right, okay. So I get he, what you mean. Like, like kind of Ali G like kind of thing. Yeah, the sort of appropriation kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So that's how he's like the cast of... If you're going to... If you want to make that point... 
in through the medium of a biscuit. A biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> what you is would, your favourite you biscuit? You would definitely choose a custard cream because it sounds oh. like a like a euphemism for someone who's a bit too white, kind of like Alan. You know? <laughs> You custard cream of a man. My mum was ginger. That's what I get it for. Oh, if we were all biscuits, what biscuit would we be? Ooh, I, I like this question. Yeah. This podcast has changed theme rapidly. <laughs> well, we're just talking about biscuits. No. Um, so probably something for Greg's. Probably the chocolate donut that's filled with cream. No, that's you, not a biscuit. It's Alan. not a fucking biscuit, you asshole. <laughs> You'd be a hobnob. Because <laughs> I like to hob onto knobs. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, You'd be a disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a biscuit yet? Uh, no, it but I'll be. make it one. <laughs> yeah. Right, Dean, what biscuit would you be? Does a cookie count as a biscuit? Yes. Yes. I actually know the legal definition of biscuits thanks to a, a Bruce Fumi set I saw. Right. It's like, if it starts hard but goes soft as it gets old, it's a biscuit. But if it starts soft but gets hard as it gets old, then it's a cake. So basically what you're saying that men's cocks are biscuits? <laughs> <laughs> I think Bruce made the same joke. Did he? But there you go. To, I reckon I'd be a ginger nut. Because uh, <laughs> oh, no, no. that's Peter. <laughs> yeah, well, well, it would be obvious to call Peter a ginger nut, but like, I think ginger nuts are underrated. Uh, they are good. Mm -hmm. Best biscuit for a bit of coffee. Anyone, I, I mean, Charlie, I don't know if you've got an answer for this, but you've got rich tea written all over you. What? You're fucking the Englishness of you. What a horrible <laughs> thing to How say. Dare you. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie, I think you'd be a chocolate covered McVitie's. You're reliable <laughs> and you're good to help me with my digestion. I think I'd be. Uh, re rebellious Jaffa cake. <laughs> I go against the rest of the pack. You and you don't belong. Starting hard, you know. I just thought but, Rich but D because you're English. Through the course of the movie, you come. To, I soften up, and I show I've got heart gold behind this rough, biscuity exterior. I think I would be a, a gold bar one. The biscuit is. is you know the one that's like caramel on the outside. Because I like to butter baby seals to death. Anyway, can we cut out from me? Uh, <laughs> is a Kit Kat biscuit? <laughs> <laughs> An Arista Kit Kat. It's a thought, isn't it? Because I must count as a biscuit. I mean, how small must the biscuity core be before it? It, it betrays itself and is no longer a biscuit. Well, would you consider a Tonux tea cake a biscuit because it's got a biscuity base well, it and it's just say, largely it's just, mallow? It has fucking cake in the name, so give you a clue. Yeah, Sorry, uh, that was needlessly aggressive. You just mentioned Jaffa cake. So I Jaffa said cake a rebellious Jaffa cake. <laughs> I, mean, I would go against the pack. That's why I specifically said that. It's, it's been recorded. <laughs> Evidence. Uh, should we get on to favourite kill? I mean, it's got to what be. in our life or in the movie? In the, uh, well, if you have, if you want some dark secrets to share, I do. Oh, man, there was this fucking ant one time. <laughs> <laughs> what your your mum's sister? <laughs> we said aunt oh, down my way. One time I sucked them off up into my Hoover and it was still alive, and I just kind of left it there to die. I I I zoned out for a minute there and thought you said one minute, one day I sucked them moth off. I like how you zoned off in the second half of the sentence. Yeah. <laughs> Favourite kill would be either the uh, 
the landlord being shoved into the jukebox. Ooh, that's killing two birds with oh. one stone because they because Jill and Miranda had been running around trying to turn the jukebox off unsuccessfully, which is like just unplug it, you asshole. <laughs> or the one because I'm a lazy person, I quite like it when the bar's on fire and it sets the the shells off, mm-hmm. and then it ricochets and it kills like four zombies. After he says, "Give us a break," mm-hmm. and it just ricochets and kills four zombies at once. Because I'm quite a lazy person, so I quite appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm also counting like they've got 29 shells. There's like 100 zombies. Uh, they, it's like the Battle of Helm's Deep. It's like, oh my God, they, they, that old man's going to have to kill 100 orcs just mm. to get through. What is the weirdest thing you guys have eaten? Like, what? I, I, well, I was watching them you know, eat people and I was like, what is the closest thing I've had to eating a human? And uh, I imagine you've come close to that many times. Many times, <laughs> but no, for me it would be uh, I had pork intestine. Oh, One so like, I've, I had a uh, goat sprain once when I was in Dubai. Oh, it tastes, it just tastes like overcooked scrambled I think egg. I've had it. I think I had the opportunity to turn it down. I think I've had dick once. <laughs> <laughs> when you went over to Alan's. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I set that up. I? Yeah. I fucking set it up like a toddler. What being kind of given dick? A, um, it was a uh, beef. Beef deck. <laughs> I used to live in. I used to live in uh, Vietnam, and you obviously uh, used to live in Ibrooks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know which one I prefer. Um, <laughs> but they had like a like a. One time, someone ordered like diced beef penis. It was, it was cooked, right? It definitely did not come as a result of <laughs> eating it. Uh, I want to stress that for the record. But um, yeah, it was uh, salty. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I've had I've had crocodile before. Huh? Uh, part of it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I just get given crocodile meat once. Did what, as in, as Steve in, Irwin would have hated you. As in crocodile Dundee? No, it was in uh, it was in Cambodia. Okay. Uh, What's crocodile taste like? It kind of tasted a wee bit like chicken, but then I made the mistake of uh, looking at pictures of crocodiles when I was doing it, and I was like, That's... ah, they're quite cute. <laughs> Yeah. I've had snake. Yeah, okay, you just but... said that to be fair. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, I was, it was, I've been in Vietnam for like three years at this point, and I was like, I've never actually had snake. And then what they do is. Do snakes have dicks? No, they're just one big dick. <laughs> yeah, like, how can you tell what's the dick on a snake? It's just the tail, isn't it? Is it? I don't know how snakes I'm fuck. So. One of the, uh, if, if you ever meet an octopus, one of their arms is a cock. If you ever meet an octopus. <laughs> yeah, me and Alfred Molina are really tight, man. <laughs> Jamie, can you bring that up? Like, how do, how do snakes fuck? Um. <laughs> but, I, but no, the the intestines, um, they really did taste like something that has had like a lifetime of farts through them. Um, yeah. Jesus. And, like, the texture. See, to be fair, your mouth has so- had a lifetime of farts through it. <laughs> oh. No, thankfully. Although I did have someone fart right up my nose once. and that, Jesus like, Christ. That was still gag hiking about it man like it took me it wasn't all my silas was it? it was why would silas be sitting on my f- mm. um, <laughs> <laughs> but no the, the intestine like i was with uh, my chinese friend and all his like student friends is the race important to this well, we were in a chinese restaurant i was like i want to try so somewhere no. that's like authentically <laughs> chinese um so he took me there with all his friends and he was still in the closet to them and he was like oh you almost outed me and i was like when and he said because when you were eating the intestine you say this reminds me of foreskin <laughs> also tried frog that time and I've had braised cow stomach 
I've had frog before, and it's like it's kind of like slimy chicken, and it's just like mm. not a lot on the bone. Why is everything like chicken? I think just chicken tastes plain, and people who can't describe what things taste like just say, "Oh yeah, it's a bit like chicken." Yeah, mm. I hear people say like crocodile is like fishy chicken. What about chicken? A... <laughs> what about a weird thing that you'd have again? Because in my case, that would be ostrich. Oh, I've had ostrich kangaroo. meat. Is really apparently it's really healthy as well, but it's it's great. It's well, it's game mm. meat. It would be. What kangaroo? No, uh, ostrich. Ostrich. Yeah, I've had. Uh, I have not. I've not had it, but I've seen in uh, London they do uh, ostrich egg as like a big fry mm. up, and it's like they put it in this big centerpiece thing with a bunch of fry up stuff around it. But the yolk has got the texture of like you know when you make cake icing. Yeah, and it's mm. like you can f- almost feel your heart stopping as you're eating it. Mm. The weirdest and very thing, thick egg white. So the weirdest thing I've tried to eat before, like uh, this is gonna sound, I'm, it's very, it sound very strange, but I'm just gonna go into it, like all guns are blazing. So, like for for like, a good portion of my life, like me and my friend Dane were obsessed with gerbils. Um, so like we when <laughs> what hole did you put that? Gerbil? No, we're just obsessed with the concept of gerbils. We just liked how they acted. And we thought, oh, it'd be good if we could eat gerbil meat. So we tried to buy gerbil meat in Cyprus. Same holiday that I met Pierre Andre. Uh, <laughs> but like, we went up to this this uh, PR for a club. And we're like, oh, mate, do you know where we could buy gerbil meat? And he's like, what's a gerbil? And we're like, mate, do you, do you know, know what a fucking gerbil is? He's like, no, what's a gerbil? And like, just say fat mouse. Yeah, <laughs> and like, mate, it's a fucking gerbil. How do you not know? Uh, to be fair, this conversation might not have went the exact same way because me and my friend were fucked on pills at the time. So. <laughs> in my head, that's what happened. Um, as we were trying to buy gerbil, mate. But in reality, he was just going. <laughs> <laughs> but as far as I know, he was still saying, "What's a gerbil?" <laughs> I think we could have sort of a. We normally end on favorite kill, but I feel like this could have another segment. Uh, oh. Since it's mostly horror comedy and there's a lot of really great visual jokes in it, what's your favorite comedic oh. moment in this movie? Oh god, this would have been easier if I knew about it before. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think. What does this say about me? But yeah, I laughed most when Nick Frost just said the N word completely out and just oh. pops up like, "What's up?" Yeah, I think my favorite joke slash visual joke is going to be when the two sets of survivors meet up mm-hmm. and then obviously like each one of them is like a mirror image of the other one <laughs> they've even they've even mirrored nick frost frost alopecia which I, quite <laughs> like. I quite like the fact that he is because he has almost the exact same amount of alopecia as me in exactly the same spot as like who, representation who but plays matt lucas oh. and i noticed as they get to it they've shaved They've shaved a bit of his hair off an exact yeah. opposite side so you can see it. Yeah. So, yeah. like, Matt Lucas from Little Britain? Yeah. So, like, you couldn't make Little Britain nowadays, you know, because it's already been made. That observation <laughs> has already been made quite a few times. In fact. Is, uh... Although I wouldn't mind putting David Walliams in a real-life zombie apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> oh. That was quite dark. I'll tell you what my favourite comedic moment of this is. Apparently, uh, um, Sean Locke exploded at him on the set of uh, 8 Out of 10 Cats. And oh, called, yeah, and I've called heard him the story. A, He said, don't touch me, you pink minstrel. That's, uh, that sums him up perfectly. But, uh, no, my favourite comedic moment, and it's one that I, I always forget, and then when I rewatch, like, I'll remember it, is the... Um, 
when he's going to check the Winchester pub and check if the coast is clear. And usually in another film, they would just pan to what it looks like, but he just walks up this little um, set of play slides or oh, whatever. Yeah. And then just walks back down and it's just played completely straight. Mm. And it just you can tell like mm. with the look on his face, there's zombies there. Just a really fun little moment of uh, comedy that I think only Edgar Wright could pull off. To me, it's got to be the records in the garden, I think, probably. Do you mm-hmm. think he's still up there, or do you feel like he's maybe kind of lost his touch a wee bit? Because I know last night in Soho got some well, of a mixed reception. Well, it's because he's not really doing the visual comedy style of film anymore. Like, mm. last night in Soho was played more like just a straight horror film. Mm. I saw that a day before I was meant to go down to London on Halloween weekend, and that was not a good choice. The movie was I... fun, but uh, I was fucking terrified walking through Soho after seeing that. Mm-hmm. I love that film. First time I watched through Soho, I kind of I heard a scream and I looked up and there was just this woman completely naked getting railed. Like, <laughs> this is like a good film. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like it was wasted on you. Yeah, I'm I was like, move. Let me see the guy. <laughs> Paul, how are we doing for time? Oh shit. Okay, we'll wrap, wrap up quickly then. Uh, all right. Moment. How many big pumpkins are we going to give this, boys? Four and a half. Oh, out of what? Out of five. 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 five? George Romero's favourite. It's a perfect crystallisation of every trope in the genre. I'm sorry, Kyle. I'm going to say five as well. You always... It's so hard to please you because I thought you would give the human centipede a five. Not for Kyle. (laughs) (laughs) All right, what about five and every part of the pumpkin? What about four and every part of the pumpkin except for the lid? So I don't like... think we've ever built it as an actual pumpkin, Charlie, but I like your thinking. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just like, it's all complete pumpkin that's been carved one, but... but just the lid's been taken off. Okay, yeah. No, don't do it again, Alan. <laughs> no. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Ah, uh, well, um, this has been really fun. We're, there was more chat about biscuits and the aristocrats than... This is the second cats. thing this has happened. Cats. Uh, God damn it, We did Dean. this with Darren Connell as well. We didn't really... <laughs> yeah, but it was... I mean, people have seen Shaun of the Dead. I think we talked enough about it, but... Um, Maybe watch a film, you cunts. Yeah. Hmm. And, uh, well, uh, first of all, Kyle, Charlie, thank you guys so much yeah. for coming on. Uh, where can people find you and uh, anything you want to plug? Kyle Samuel. With an X. For with an, an X instead of an A because I couldn't get the original when I wanted. Yeah, you sex mule. My name is Charlie Wallace and you can find me on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have much social media? Do you not really use it for yourself? I, I have I have the Facebook. I have uh, Instagram. The Facebook. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't bothered to work out what Charlie top tick is yet, but I'm on to it. Because you run Comedy Dundee and uh, Jester's Comedy yes. Night. If anyone's watching from Dundee... Like Chelsea you, Young might be watching. As someone who's going to buy a ticket, <laughs> um, check that out because we've got we've got um, lots of acts coming up this year. Yeah, I just seen uh, Mark Nelson just sold out his first tour oh, show. Oh yes, yeah, he showed us the post uh, yesterday when I was at Monkey Bar, and we're like, nice one. Aww. He's he, yeah. He, he, He's very excited. Yes. Yeah, uh, what? Who's coming up next for? Uh, got Dundee? Gary Little with host Bill Dewar and uh, an opening act, uh, Crystal Evans. So that's on uh, Friday, October 20th. Not that anyone watches. That also, this is a Halloween special. It'll have happened in the Ooh. past. Oh, okay. It'll have happened in the past. So the next one then is November 3rd, 
with Stephen Carlin, with host Graham Mackey. Stephen Carlin isn't often up here, so class. Can't catch him, Alan. Look like I've you. been fingered in the jam monster. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Alan J Comedy on all good social media websites, but not grinded because I've put myself off the market now. Good stuff. And, and you, Dean, you could find me at uh, Dean T Burn on Twitter at uh, B E I R N E. You can find the podcast at BS Fierce Pod and Blood Sweat and Fierce Pod on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter everywhere and you can always see me on iPlayer mm. as part of the BBC New Comedy Award. I oh, feel like such a dick saying that but no, fuck no, it. No man, promote it. You, <laughs> oh, you've worked hard and, and you've also earned there's it. Blood, Sweat and Fears out of context Instagram. Oh, yes, yeah. uh, which is very fun. Uh, BS Fears OOC. Mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. I'm going to be on that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yep, just talking about the Aristocats <laughs> and Biscuits. Can't I'll be honest, I don't know if all the effort into this outfit paid off. This is the one I wore. This is the shirt I got for my mum's funeral. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, it must have been a violent death. <laughs> you look like you got a red pen from the middle aisle of Little, and it backfired I actually did. I, I, these bits are from a red pen, and then I just got some fake blood and like took my top off in Sucky Hall Street and just splashed a shitload on this. I'm very red underneath here, but oh, wow. Oh, God. I'm becoming a woman. We'll find. We'll uh, see you next time. Let's Bye. go help out. Bye. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs>